can't even say I'm excited for tonight. Honestly, I'm not. It's just one of those things. It's just, ah, uh, all the wind taken out of my sails from that putrid effort and play calling and offensive line performance and linebackers not being able to cover me or you and letting da- Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin look like goddamn superheroes. Chris, Chris. where you, buddy? Have fun in Disney World. Yeah. You should be paying attention to Disney World and not us. Yeah, I was going to say. We're not as entertaining as Mickey, Goofy. I'm Goofy. Don's Mickey. Go do the fireworks, Chris. Yeah, dude. Go to Magic Kingdom. Go do the fireworks. Go do all that fun stuff, man. Nine o'clock fireworks, I think, every – isn't it every night, I think? Or maybe on Fridays. I'm not sure, Chris. No, every night. Have have fun. Have fun. Yeah, catch us on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, catch, catch up later. Go have fun at Disney World. Oh, man. But yeah, yeah I mean, just Rich, just so bad on so many levels. Um, and I think the yeah, at at every at every level of that game, there was not a whole lot of positive stuff to take out of it. And I know that's the thing we, we you know, we've been preaching. Um is you know, kind of take it game by game, look for improvements, look for week to week. Um, but I think what we've seen in the last two weeks is regression compared to what we saw in week one. Um, And I think you saw a young coach get behind early and, you know, not able to have him be able to figure it out and and work his way out of it. The fact that he didn't, he he didn't figure it out from the jump, Don, like, let's be real. And then you look at the stat line and it's even worse. And exactly this. How do you only run the ball three damn times all game? Like, how? How was that possible? Like, I understand. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say and be a guy who's an advocate for we need to run the ball 90% of the time or even 50% of the time. I am not an advocate of – I am a very pass-happy guy. I like quarterbacks who can sling the rock. That's awesome if we have a running back who can do so. I am not a oh we need to we need to run the ball down their throats because let's be real the, the NFL's changed that's that's not you get more penalties going after wide receivers than you do running the ball so you have to cater to the rules of the league and how the rules and how the league's adapting so but at the same time like you you have to like you, I agree you have like you have a good running back like Miles yeah. Sanders is. You know, and and let's just call it like a top fifteen running back if yeah. you feed him, but if you don't, then he becomes a liability because he's not as reliable as catching you know with catching the ball out of the backfield. He's Agreed. also, um, like to me, I don't I don't see like I understand why they went away and they passed and passed and passed because they got so far behind that yep. they thought it was the only way that they were going to be able to catch back up. But the the funny thing for me is like you're in, in the third quarter when you're down multiple touchdowns and you're running play action pass, but you haven't run the ball. So you haven't work. established the run to be able to it doesn't work. Run a play action pass. And Rich, tell me the last time you saw them run a play with a quarterback under center. Cause I'm, 
I'm they they pretty much ran everything with Wentz. Two thousand and nineteen. Um, I'm going to say that was probably the last time I saw a quarterback under center for for the Philadelphia Eagles. Two thousand. It's, it's, it's been a while, and and it's it's kind of it, it it's become a dead giveaway for any type of you know if, if you're going to run the ball internally. It, it's a dead giveaway, but they don't. They consider. They they don't consider anything else other than putting Hertz in a shotgun, but you're not putting him in places to be successful, and his play is becoming more and more suspect each week. I, if, you, I, if you want to talk, if you want to talk about success, Don, we got to talk about our sponsors, Lots oh. Watches. If you want to talk about success, successful watchmakers who put out a beautiful product, a beautiful watch. Handcrafted American made watch. Go to la touraincom and use the promo code DOB to get your successful, successfully built, beautiful, well oiled machine of a watch. Why? Because that's what you need to do. Because if you want success, you get a La Terrain watch. Thank you for our sponsor. But as you were saying, Don, I understand the whole success. Ooh, Pump King. Very good. All right. I see you. Hey, Southern Tier. Yeah, man. Would you, like, would, you, would you like to be our sponsor? <laughs> or Evil Genius, local Philly. We're going to have a sponsorship competition. I, I, who wants I would, to sponsor us? And who wants to send us all good beer? Because that is good beer, good merch. all we care about. Uh, Drunk on Ice is coming out soon, Chris. So, um, go ahead, Doc. Chris, uh, so, Jason and I were talking, um, and we are looking at Thursday, October. Mm, hold on. Uh, it would be Thursday, October 14th. 14th. Good date. Good date. Because that, it, wait, no, hold on. Nope. Nope. Hold on. That is not, that's a, that's a lie. I'm lying. I don't want to lie to our audience. Thursday, <laughs> October 8th, because we didn't want to do it on the 14th, because that is the Thursday night game of the Eagles and Bucks. Uh, so, it would be the seventh, Don, because Friday's the eighth. Well, whatever that Thursday is, Rich. <laughs> it's the seventh. That's the that. If I could have screwed that up anymore by getting the date, the day of the week, and any other thing in between mixed up. And that is what we call the Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff. Don, just put them on display. Adam asks, how much blame do you put on Hurts for the coaches? Listen. I am not – I'm going to keep that up there. I'm sorry. Yeah. The coaches were terrible. Like, let's be real. The play calling was bad. As The game plan was – The game plan was awful. But Hurts, there's a lot of blame. It's the yeah. same – What was my main concern? What was my main concern with Hurts this year, Don? Arm. The arm. arm. Just throwing the ball to the outside. If you can't throw the ball to a wide receiver on the outside and hit them in the chest – or even make a simple 20-yard out route, right. you're going to have problems. And that is my issue with Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to keep – not not for you, Adam. It's just for, for me when I say I'm not going to keep repeating myself. This is just me telling me. I have to stop repeating myself because it's the – that's my concern. Jason, what's up, buddy? How are you doing? We're, we're not doing too well. That's why we're wearing black. But I love the full-court press stuff. I love, I love it, Don. I listen, do it. I love it. Uh, listen, I, I wore this uh, to inspire Big T Will to to hear the 
the epic rant of the the shaming of Ben Simmons. Um, and that's something we can talk about later if we want to. But uh, I, I just – he's on my, like, pay no mind list. Yeah. He's become a hate the face. Yeah, it's, it's just – it comes down to I don't I, – I have not – if you don't want to be here, I don't want to talk about you because I'm not. I'm not wasting my time. I just. No. I, I'm done with you. Goodbye. It's. I'm checked out. I'm drunk on anger. Yeah, I'm drunk on whatever I can get my hands on. So I understand, <laughs> understand that. That's. How, that should have been the name of our show. Thanks, Jason. But back to Jalen Hurts. My concern is his arm. It's always been his arm. It's not his leadership. It's not his mentality. It is his fucking arm. I tweeted out last night. I miss McNabb. I miss McNabb so much because that guy made plays and did it with nothing. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you go back and look at how much I missed on with with James Thrash and Todd Pinkston and all, then you give him Trell Owens. Yeah. And listen, I know we used to roast McNabb for having the worm burners when he used to short arm stuff, but I mean, truly rich did something with nothing. Um, and I think what you're so fucking good, and we that, just didn't appreciate him. No, and now and that, I miss the fuck out of him, and I appreciate everything he did because he extended plays with his legs. He wasn't afraid. Yep. He could hit you on the on the run, fifty yards in the chest, like Jalen Hurts. I don't care if oh, there's a man in his face and he underthrew it. What's the excuse for the ones where he's in a clean pocket? I yeah. hate the whole oh, Devonte Devonte Smith tripped. No matter what on that interception. No matter if Devontae Smith was on his feet, the ball was still thrown five yards short. It doesn't matter at this point. Well, really Rich, how about, how about the one the one pass to Goddard where there's literally no one in between him and the end zone? Yeah. And he's at midfield, and he's, run, he's running a, a, a route towards the sideline, and it's short. And there was no pressure. There was nobody in front of him. There was literally nobody in between Hertz and Goddard. And it's still he still short armed it. And I The interception, the underthrown ball. Quez Watkins had to jump up and go over a guy to make the catch. Same thing with like Rager, like trying to like these contested catches, man. It's like, okay, these guys aren't built for that. But at the same time, like and the one pass that I I believe he threw to Goddard that was deflected. Like you have to also throw the ball in the window where your wide receiver can make the yep. play. And he doesn't do that either. He never hits those windows. It drives yeah. me absolutely fucking insane, dude. Like yeah. you quarterback, you need to learn how to hit like you he can't throw into a tight window. He can't throw into a tight window. And, no, and I'm not gonna sit there and be like, hey, and defend him for his lack of arm strength and his lack of arm talent, because it's not there. It really is in order. There. In order for them to have any aspirations of doing anything in the next, even in the next couple of years, they're they're going to need to find somebody that's got arm talent. Because if you're in the pocket and you're under throwing receivers and you're and they're uncontested, where you're not under pressure, like it's one thing for him to be able to create space and escape the pocket and be able to get and hit guys in the flat. But if like and, and Nick said this a couple of weeks ago. Right. If you can't rear back and hit a guy on a rope, you can't play in this league. No, you can, you, you can be the best leader and have the best intangibles and be the best teammate and be the best at all that stuff. 
But if you don't have the arm talent, arm talent to sling it all over the field, sideline to sideline, you you can't you can't be a franchise quarterback. Yeah. You could be a backup. You could be a placeholder, and and that's where I feel like he is. I feel like he's the placeholder. But like looking ahead, I don't want him to be a placeholder though. That's my problem. I can't because we can't I, do I, two I, years and then find our quarterback, and then I'm not wasting draft capital on a quarterback. That is not what I want to do. I, I, I understand I that Sirianni, and as Jason says, uh, the blame lies at the feet of Sirianni. Yeah, I get that. But it also lies at the blame of your quarterback who cannot hit your wide receivers. Right. That is an issue. The issue is, yeah, play calling sucked yesterday. Not running the ball. Having only three runs in a game is outrageous. Bad play call. But when your quarterback consistently can't make throws and is like a 57% uh, passer, like that is insane. That's terrible. I get the offensive lines hurt. How many more fucking excuses can we make for this team? Like, I'm sick of all the excuses. I'm sick of – I don't – and Jay, I'm not, like, coming at you. I'm just saying this is how I feel. Unacceptable but not – I don't give a fuck about veteran presence, Jay. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm – not, again, I'm not coming at you. It's just I'm sick of all this shit. We don't need veterans, dude. You need somebody to step the fuck up and make a play. All right. this is is excuses. I'm not I'm not saying you're, you're making them, but I understand your point and where you're coming from. Yeah, right. maybe we do need a veteran to step up and say something, but we don't have it. So you have to turn to somebody else, and somebody else has to step up and be that leader. I don't care. We don't need veterans walking around smacking dudes in the head and saying, hey, be better, be this. You are a paid professional athlete. Right. You have the mindset of kill or be killed. My job is on the line every single year if I don't perform. If you don't perform, leave. But no, in Philadelphia, you underperform, you get a fucking contract because they're afraid to let you go and go to a competitor and be good. So they'd rather you be mediocre or terrible on this team. Waddle and Chase are doing well because they're good wide receivers. Right. And they're secure. Waddle's a security blanket for Jacoby Brissett. They design plays for him. Jamar Chase has a quarterback who can throw deep. Inaccurate as fuck at most times in Bill Burrow. But Jesus <laughs> Christ, he can sling the rock. He can throw the pigskin around. We have Devonta Smith running stupid fucking out routes when he's not even being looked at because Hertz can't even get through his read. Even on the touchdown pass, when God or Ertz was wide open, right. it took three seconds for him to get that ball. Because Elon Hertz was staring at the back of the end zone. I understand the problems that the Philadelphia Eagles are having. But I'm not going to say that I'm not upset and not happy with Jalen Hurts. Granted, it's only his seventh seventh, uh, seventh game. Start. I right. get that. The organization so, the organization does suck, Jay. We know this. The coaching yeah. is terrible. But you also have a quarterback who can't get through his reads, who is completely inaccurate, who just folds when he has to make a big throw. And it's it's one read and done. Right, it's one read and one read. Down. That's it. I'm staring, and, and he doesn't get intercepted more. Makes me like makes me think because he stares down wide receivers. Oh, he, he is worse than Wentz at staring down wide receivers. It's and Wentz it's is fucking bad. terrible. I love um, Jalen Hurts. Don't get me wrong. It sounds like I'm coming at the kid really hard, but I expect better from him because he holds himself to a pedestal and to a high pedigree, and I like that. But I hate the stupid fucking analogies. Oh, well, you know, well, if you take poop, you, you flush it, right? And then you forget. I'm like, no, dude, like what? Stop saying stupid stuff. Just be like, yeah, I yeah. messed up. I need to get better. Right. Go out there 
pump yeah. some iron, get that arm strength up, and do whatever you can to help your team be successful. If Sirianni wants you to throw the ball and you know you should probably run the ball, audible out. Have some goddamn balls. The one play last night when you could tell single high safety, Minka Parsons, or yeah, Michael Parsons is in the box, but I believe uh, Jalen Smith or Vanderash. I'm like, looking at my boy. I'm sitting there watching the game. My buddy Tasso, shout out to Tasso. I'm like, single high safety, they're going to blitz. They need the audible out and hit a quick strike. What do they do? Try to run a fucking RPO. Yep. And he gets fucking walloped and sacked. Like, are you freaking stupid? Like, you tell me as, as, as an NFL quarterback, you don't see that? And, Rich, that's that's the part yeah. that I struggle with, is that I'm looking at that, and part of me feels like there's a there, there, there are people that are sitting at home on their couch with zero access to anything that – but but YouTube, right? You can watch whatever you want on YouTube. Yeah. That could come up with a better game plan than this team has. Like there there was no way that you had the game plan that you had going into that game and you thought it was going to be successful. Like you you thought and, and the one thing that I don't understand is that there was no pivot. Right. There was no like, no, holy shit, this isn't working. We need to fucking do something different. We're going to do X. We're going to switch it up. We're going to do this. We're, there, there was no, there, there was Wilson, no pivot at all. Eric, there was no Eric, change at Eric all. Eric Wilson looked like a beat drum last night, but they still kept putting him in coverage. Singleton yes. looked absolutely terrible. Jannard Avery, like, can't shed blocks. Like, that is the reason why they moved him to linebacker because he's quick, but he yes. still can't shed blocks. He's getting blocked by C.D. Lamb. Bro, you're a 280-pound man, and you're getting blocked by C.D. Lamb. Like, I get it. I'm not discrediting C.D. Lamb. I don't like being whole, oh, well, you know. But 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 when you you play that position, you should be be able to shed that block very quickly. Um, I just don't get it. Trayvon Diggs, he looked like he was about ready to eat anybody that showed up in front of him last night, too. And he's good, but he's not great. But we made him look like fucking the reincarnation of early Josh Norman, uh, Richard like, Sherman, Daryl like, Revis, right? Like, yeah, Revis, just, I'm sorry, Revis, even better. But like, Ray Bly. It just, it, oh, what a bust out! I know. That's nice. Ray Bly, I miss Ray Bly. I really wow, do. what a, I love that. Um, but like, they could couldn't get off the field. They couldn't stop the run. Like they they could not have done a worse job last night um, in all aspects of the game. So if you, just- if, you, if you looked at their defensive line when most of those big chunk plays were happening, it's because of the stupid Gannon, we rotate four. You need to stop rotating four. There's no – like, see, here's the best thing that you, you looked at. Mike McCarthy is a fucking idiot. Like, let's be real. He's, he's an idiot. He's a moron. He's, he's, Jerry Jones has his hand up his sphincter and is literally controlling him through, through his poop shoot. Like that's what's happening down in Dallas. He made Nick Sirianni look stupid. Why? Because he knew, all right, I'm going to run the ball. I'll drop back, throw a pass play. Okay. Right. We get down to third and one. All of a sudden, Hargraves, Sweat, Cox, and pff, I don't even want to bring up Derek Barnett's name because that dude is. Absolutely terrible. More career penalties and sacks. That guy's a fucking waste. I can't did wait you, to get off this goddamn team. Rich, did you see? Did you see the clip? It's always him. 
It's always it's always him. Always him. Because it is. It's always Derek Barnett. It's always something stupid. It's always something and it's moronic. It's and it and without fail, it is always at the worst worst possible time. Worst time. And then but then he always has this like stupid like what me look when like when they're like and he's like, What? What did I do? I just I don't His production is awful. Doesn't even match that of like a fifth or a sixth round pick, let alone a guy who got picked in the top 20. Who was the all-time sacks leader in the SEC. Broke broke Reggie White's record. Yeah. I I just, I don't understand that and how you can be this bad. (laughs) And it's not like he was even like on Alabama. He was playing against Alabama. It does. It just, it just, it, it boggles my mind. But let's let's be real. You looked at last night. It was terrible. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well, Mike McCarthy. Back to Mike McCarthy. But Mom, okay. No stupid. He see these. He sees these guys get taken out because they rotate four defensive linemen at a time. They bring the second team in who are absolutely dog shit. So what's he do? He goes to the hurry up. Fifteen yards. Ten yards. Yep. Eight yards. Ten yards. Just okay. Well, these guys aren't going to get off the field. And we're just going to run it down their throats. How about Sirianni? Like, Pretty Fletcher simple. Cox has paid a lot of money. Or Gannon. Fletcher Cox has paid a lot of money. Hargate gets or paid Josh, a lot. Or, or Josh Sweat. Or Sweat. He just paid a, stay, a, a bunch of money. Stay on the field. Stay on the field. How bad do we lose to the Chiefs? I don't even want to talk about it. So, it is, and, and this is the one. The, I mean, they're, before we talk about the upcoming schedule, like their, their penalties – they they are the most one penalized of the most un well they're the most penalized team through three games in NFL history with thirty five. What I didn't even know that they have thirty five penalties in three games. That's atrocious. That is an NFL record for the first three games. It it just screams of being undisciplined. It screams of of being unfamiliar. And now with all the injuries, especially across the offensive line. It's beginning to look a lot like it did last year. It's, where you had just, it's Groundhog's Day, Don. It's, it's Groundhog's it's, Day. It's going to be a revolving door. Um, the best thing, Rich, that happened to the, the – the Eagles had their best performance on Sunday, and they didn't even play. The Dolphins lost. Yeah, Colts the lost. Colts lost. The Giants lost. The, the Washington football team lost. And Wentz played the whole game. Ninety-eight percent of snaps he's played so far, so that is a positive. So they, they they had a, they had a pretty good day, you know. If they if they, and and, and then losing yeah. that'd be hilarious. They end up with the one two three. That would have been listen, nuts. They, they have well right now they have they would have the third, the sixth, and the tenth pick. Not mad at it. Not give mad me, at it. Give me a corner, a linebacker, and uh, who else? Give me a. I want to do what the Rams do. I want to do what the Rams do. I want to trade those picks for talent. I want to trade those picks for Talk proven talent. For who? Uh, I mean, if we who, need so, okay, so if you if you could trade, let's say you have three, six, and ten. Okay. And you want to get a quarterback because Hertz doesn't have the arm. You you figure out at the end of the season that Hertz doesn't have the arm talent. Well, here's what you Who's do: guy- if you want a quarterback, you trade for Aaron Rodgers. You literally give that number three to Green Bay. You get Aaron Rodgers, and then immediately after that, you sign Devontae Adams. 
because you know he's going to want to come. So then, mm. boom, you got those two guys plus Devonta Smith plus that offensive line comes back. Then I'm going to trade. I don't know who's an upcoming free agent for safety, but I'm going to trade maybe one of those picks or maybe a second round pick and get me okay. a safety, a young safety who can play. Then I'm trading another number one for, I don't know, there's a guy down in, in uh, Jacksonville who's a little upset named Miles Jack. I don't know. I, I would take Miles Jack because that dude okay. is the dude's a nightmare. You kick the tires on Whitney Merciless. Um, obviously, okay. he's still out there. You see what these guys can do. Um, and then there's another guy that Chicago's looking at. You can also go get an Allen Robinson type. Yeah. Not I, like, I, li- I like the rich play. I mean, but the, like if you look at what, what the Rams are doing and how they're remaining good, they're hitting on – not even hitting on later round picks. They're just like by necessity – but they have the talent and they're getting them in two years before their contract. They get them for two years and then they ship them out, but they don't need number one picks. They're showing you that proven talent is better than an unknown. So adapt this strategy, get guys who you can like, seriously, if it looks like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is signed, he will be traded. If you have the number three pick and you really want to win, you go get Aaron Rodgers, and then you sign Devontae Adams. Why wouldn't you? It's going to be a lot of money, but guess what? Who cares? You sign them both. It's not our money. It's not our money. Make it work, Howie. And then you can get your safety. Then you can get your linebacker. But, hey, you get a quarterback who can sling the rock, and you have a Devontae Smith, him, and you can maybe pry. Like You think the the Bears are going to be like, oh, you have the number 10 pick? Um, we're going to turn that down for Allen Robinson, who doesn't want to play there. Yeah, you, 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 like you, you sign. Who cares? Like, I would love that. Like, do it. Make him sign his franchise tag. Then you sign him, and then you sign him to big money. And then I like, the rich, I like the rich play. Because that, I, I mean, because so in, in my things, mind, man. if if you've got three, six, and ten, right, then, but it's almost the same position that the Sixers are in. Where I don't ever want to be on the side of getting the package deal because getting the package doesn't ever, the, the package doesn't ever get you closer to where you want to be. You just, you just so, missed it, Chip. If you didn't tune in, I had a good plan if things didn't work yeah. out. And then you can also trade. Like it's it's not even like you can't trade Jalen Hurts if it's that like this is what if scenarios chip like this is Marvel's what if in Rich and Don's version of what's going on right now, but then you can also trade Jalen Hurts because yeah and then you can acquire another pick and then next year you do the same thing. I just love what the Rams are doing. I think it's a good model to build off of because they are literally going out there and saying we don't need number one picks. We would rather have talent, which is extremely smart because okay. If I trade my number one pick this year or my number three, so if you get the number three from Miami or Indianapolis, whoever, right. you get Aaron Rodgers. This year's draft is this guy, this guy, Aaron Rodgers. And then, okay, gets to the no. sixth. Then this year's our sixth round pick is Allen Robinson. And this this tenth round pick is so-and-so, safety, corner, whatever, linebacker. It makes sense because these guys are way more than what talent that you're going to get coming up. And it might take like, um, a few years to a develop. Mil- a, a million times better. A right? million how, times. how many how many times have we been saying like the like to go back to the analogy with the Sixers? Like 
you're you're in a position to win now. Yes. So you you can't not can't, but it makes absolutely no sense for you to trade for guys who are prospective talent. Yeah, like you no- need you need guys that are going to be killers that get you to the top of the East that gets you to compete with Miami and Brooklyn and Milwaukee, like Tyrese Halliburton and uh, who's the point guard from Sacramento? Like those guys, those guys don't De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Like those guys don't move the needle. I mean, for me, like CJ McCollum doesn't even move the needle. Like CJ McCollum is, is, is a guy, but he is not the guy. Yeah. He's not a Dame Lillard. He's not Bradley Beal. He's a guy I would like to have if 25 wanted to stay here. Correct. Not a but, guy that I want to take his spot. Like, no, nah, I'm okay. But no, there's, no, like, dude, there's no options out there that I like right now, so I really yeah. don't give a shit. It well, is, it I, is I, I like the option where he rots. Like, that's you all I sit and you just let him find him and just, and just be done. But to go back to Chris's question about the Chiefs game. Uh, Adam, Chiefs? yes. Adam, how oh, bad? Sorry, Adam. Chiefs? Sorry. So – it's it's gonna be ugly. Is I I just I get this feeling like like this is a get right like everything about this game where the Chiefs are one and two forty four to fourteen. It's gonna be worse than it's gonna be worse. It, it not only is the score gonna be worse, but it's going to feel like it's never a game because this is a get right game for the Chiefs. Um, and then to look ahead, I mean. Travis Kelsey may have 250 yards on Sunday yeah. against if those you've linebackers. Got, oh, okay. So take take this advice from someone who is 0-6 in the Golden Mike League and holding down the basement. Don. If you got a guy on the Chiefs, might not be a bad idea to play him. I say that now. Check back next Tuesday. <laughs> the Eagles will probably win. And it's funny, Don's got some decent quarterbacks. I just have no idea how you keep losing. I can't win for trying. I mean, and no one wants to hear about my fantasy team. So so I I, I went with, like, the the mindset of, like, okay, nothing worked in the first two weeks. I got to switch it up a little bit. And the reason why I, I lost is because I switched it up. If I had kept the guys in that were, you would have won. That were there, I would have won. But yeah. that's me saying, "Oh well, this didn't work. I got to switch it up and not staying consistent." So there's there's Don's fantasy minute. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't see and Adam. I I mean, you tell me, Rich. I don't see a game that they're gonna be. The Eagles will win five games if that. But right now, I don't even think. It's, that it's they gonna be a, games. It's gonna be long. They're I mean, not in Washington if their defense plays on par. The week, like week, like week eight, Rich. Week eight Who's, against the Lions. No, dude. The the, the Lions are playing. At, the Lions are playing like, hard under again against the, uh, with their new coach. They're they, playing they hard with their new coach. But I'm we saying should like, have beat Baltimore because that play clock ran down to zero, and was a delay game. But they never called it. That play should have never. That kick should have never even happened. Detroit should have won. Detroit has been playing tough. And if Detroit's defense plays as tough as they did against Lamar Jackson, imagine what they're going to do to Hurts. That scares me. Right. 
Like I am intimidated by every single team left on our schedule, except the New York football the Jets. Giants. The Jets. The Jets. Oh, and the, the Jets. Giants. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll beat the Jets. But honestly, I could see us losing it when we go out to the Meadowlands. I could see us losing because their defense isn't a slouch. No. And our defense doesn't create turnovers. Okay, we did against Dak, which was nice. But we, I mean, history shows that we yeah. do not create turnovers with our defense. So there, that means Danny Dimes has to do something like cough it up on his own. Danny Dimes is going to run 85 yards and then trip over his own And then trip over his own feet. Um, but, like, there, there are probably three games left on the schedule that are, like, that I'm looking at that are, like, eh, they could probably win. They're not going to win a divisional game. They're not going to the, win a divisional the, I mean, unless maybe, I'm sorry, may, maybe the Giants game. They'll beat. We'll beat. The they'll win one. But other than that, I mean, I hate to be Donnie Downer, but here's Donnie Downer saying, "I, I don't see a whole lot. The, the the light at the end of the tunnel is not there. Not there. It's going to hell. It's pretty far away. It's not. It's not even close. I'm, I'm not. Sitting, I'm sitting on the devil's pitchfork right now, <laughs> burning my hands, burning my hands. Because well, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. There's nothing there, Don. Like, no, I get it. And it's, not an, it's not an overreaction. People are like, oh, my God, you're overreacting. No, it's now it's kind of being realistic. It's, because it's just being realistic. It's being. Give it another year. Give it give it another year with Sirianni and see if you can figure it out. Stop with the fucking T-shirts, though, dude. Don't, don't wear a beat Dallas fucking shirt and you can't do it. Like, you look stupid. Did you see? Okay, did you? I have to give it to the Cowboys a little Beat bit. By Dallas, yeah, was, by Dallas, yeah, that was. was no, I, I was, I was like, I was like, I'm not mad. That's that's. Yeah, yeah no, I I get you. It, it Nick is out, Chris. Nick is out, and Chris, I also didn't post your one comment because uh, I didn't like it. The whole maybe Nick Foles thing, not gonna. Oh, you shut your mouth. I'm just kidding, yeah. Chris. But seriously, please, please don't bring up Nick Foles. Yeah, no. I, I don't care. Nick, None of us care. He's gone. No. Mm-hmm. We don't need Nick Foles ever. Um, well, Rich, <laughs> we have got hockey action. Here's Dom's five the, minutes. Here's, here's <laughs> my five minutes. We got the. Here's your five. But no, they're. I mean, they're they're playing. So they're playing tonight. They they had their their preseason schedule is kicking off now. They're I like. Only- yeah, they they've got their their regularly scheduled preseason games with the Islanders and nice. you know here yeah the the home and homes, um, you know I I am excited to see this team play because they did make considerable changes to their roster. They got they rid of the they 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 were able to clean house a little bit. They were able to get some new guys in. Um, you know, to be able to bring in, you know, Atkinson and be able to bring in Ellis and, and Ristolainen and, and those guys, I think it's only going the, – the thing that I love about all their offseason moves was that it really centered around putting Carter Hart in the best position to be successful. I because love that. Because last year they left him out to dry on a clothesline in the, in the middle of the summer. In like the Sahara Desert. Yeah. It just it was it was so bad. Um, so I love that this that that was the center of the offseason moves. Um, but I, I mean, I just like watching hockey. It's it's different. It's different I, gotta get back, than, I gotta get back into it, dude. I just I stopped for a long time. I miss the old Flyers days. 
I stopped watching. I got to get like, just sit down and like start watching more games. I just get discouraged when I just, there's something about, because I'm, I'm the type of person who feeds off of, I let things bother me way too much. Right. And when I see my teams lose, I can't watch it because I can't afford to be in a bad mood all day because the Phillies haven't scored a, a run in like 20 innings or, which is true, which is true right now. Um, or the Eagles get blown out by Dallas after their coach wears a stupid fucking t-shirt that says beat Dallas and gets me all excited or the Flyers losing overtime to the Islanders or like that shit just irks me. It bothers me. So I need to get back into it because I was always riding. Oh man, they're killing it. Oh, look at the Flyers 10 games in a row. They won. And then they lost nine and nine straight. It's like, Oh, well, yeah, this is, I guess this is the team that we thought they were. But I, I always mean, that, I just need to get I don't know any like the new players like in actually like even in the league. So I need to do a little more studying up and understanding and I'll be good. Well, that's where our, our drunk on ice show will come Ooh, in handy because maybe we're I will be doing our uh, so the the that first episode that we're gonna do in uh, in early October is gonna be like a season preview, go over off season moves. Look at you know guys that change teams. Um, what's my prediction for the Flyers? I mean, I, I'm I'm going to say that they that they finish in at at or near the top of the division, and maybe they're in that they're they're in contention for that. Uh, do they call it a wild card spot? Why do I why do I sound like a complete moron right now? The what. You got the division winners, so they're they're going to be in contention for a playoff spot, is is what I think. Okay, I like it. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, but you know, for me, I, like I look at at, at these you know, that when I look back at the seasons that the six, the way that the season Sixers, the Sixers season ended, the way that the Philly season played out. And the way that the Eagles season played out last season, and it's now kind of just picking up right where they left off. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of the – do you remember the – did you ever used to watch the old clips on NFL films where there's the the Chiefs coach where where he's got the mic on? I think it's at one of, like, the first Super Bowls. He's like, what the hell's going on out here? Like, that – like – I'm I'm driving to school today and I'm listening I'm I'm listening to the radio and I'm looking like what what happened? Like what happened when we were in in the late teens, 20 teens going into this era, like this next decade of of sports. Did we thought we were in a fucking awesome spot where we were going to be like one parade after another like the the Phillies, you know, they add Harper, and you know the the Eagles were coming off the Super Bowl, and like, what in the ever loving mother trucker happened? No, you know what happened. I you know, know what, what happened, but what it, is it? Don? it doesn't make me feel. What is it? What happened? What started taking over sports? What started taking over sports? We talk about it a lot. The players. Nope. Gets with an A. Assholes. <laughs> nope. What's taking over sports, Don? Analytics. Analytics, Don. 
That's what's happening with the sports. Pe- exactly. Eat, eat the bottle, Don. Because that is happening. It has nothing to do with. So damn frustrating. It's all about bringing in the wrong guys in our in organ and all of our organizations who are analytical guys who focus on analytics over pure talent because the numbers say this works. Yeah. Without the right pieces, it does not work. But Don, it is time for our final thoughts. All right. You want me to go first? After you, my good man. All right. So. You know me. I'm I'm always trying to make some uh, some maybe some show recommendations. So a couple weeks ago, when uh, we I was watching one of the Premier League games early on in the morning, when uh, I'm watching Manchester City, Man, Man, Man U, and the the atmosphere of those those EPL games are incredible. And it took me down a rabbit hole where I'm going to make some show recommendations. Okay. So there, there's a show on Netflix called, and some, some of these shows remind me a lot of our fandom because they're, they're these small towns that live and die. You're a good man, Chris. You're a good man. You're good people live and die with their sports. It's called Sunderland Till I Die, and it's it's about a, it's 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 a team that used to flourish in the Premier League and gets demoted to the Championship, and then sucks in that year in the Championship, and within two years they're down. They they drop down because of relegation, drop down two divisions, and now they get new ownership, and now they're trying to fight back. Um, and that's on Netflix. It's incredible. Okay. It's two seasons, um, and then there's uh, a different one. It's on Amazon. It's called Take Us Home, but it's about Leeds United. Same kind of thing. They're re- they got relegated to the championship, which is like the second tier down. They go back up. They're trying to get. They're they're trying to fight back up. But the fandom of the, the because a lot of it kind of na- it, it bounces back and forth between the city and the people and the fans yeah. and the players and the owners and to see the fit. I, I just, in watching those two shows, just really identified with like the fandom and how much they are tied into the performance of the team and how they live and die. And when the team doesn't do well, they feel like crap and they don't do well. And their, their, their mood changes when the team's doing well. I'm like, that's me. Yeah. So, um, you you won't be disappointed, and and, and it'll give yeah, you a glimpse. It, it, it it'll give you a glimpse into um, that that English Premier League uh, in trying to kind of expand my horizons a little bit and kind of branch out. Uh, but yeah, go check it out. It's uh, it's it, it's wor- definitely worth your time. I like it. I'm gonna have to check those out. Yeah. Um, show recommendations: Mythic Quests on uh, Apple TV. I love it. I've just finished. Yeah. Both seasons. Um, and don't forget, Don, never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Let you down. Never going to run around. And hurt you. And hurt you. That was, dude, great episode. Great episode on Friday. It was Can we like, talk about that show? Dude, Ted Lasso. show. It's absolutely amazing. awesome. It's one of the best shows ever. I'm, I'm saying that, like, through one and 
three quarter seasons. It is one of the best shows ever. It's so well well written show. It's poignant. It hits on different parts. I love how they're they're tying in the the mental health piece and talking about how that's so important. Yeah. Um, but the 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 euphemisms that come out of that show are so great. Are incredible, and there's the thing that I love about them is that they're so simple. But I love that that show. Uh, when when this season's done. My plan is to just go back and just watch it straight through again. Um, to just go back from the beginning and just watch it again. Because yeah. it just, it's just a really good show. And talk about, like, having that come out of nothing. Like, that was legit a yeah. commercial. And someone was like, no, wait, that should be a show. And now it's like, I mean, he's making, like, I think I saw the last time he's making, like, a million dollars an episode. Bill Lawrence, baby. That Bill Lawrence touch. That Voozer. Uh, scrubs, man. Scrubs and everything awesome. else. That did. I love it. But my final thoughts. So as you all know, me and Don do a lot of fantasy, uh, fantasy sports, fantasy football. I'm, I'm a big advocate. I'm a lover. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And uh, over the weekend, one of my favorite analysts, Mike Taglieri, died due to complications. Oh, sh- COVID. He was 39 years old. Like – Dude was, I saw that. Dude was a genius. Like I loved his primer. I loved everything he did for fantasy pros. It's heartbreaking. At 39, he leaves behind an 18 year old uh, daughter and his wife Tabby and his son Thomas, who's four. So Damn. super sad. But you know what? The best thing that came out of that, which is I don't like saying like the best thing. You saw the outpour from the community. Yeah, and it shows you just because like you have competitors. It doesn't mean people don't care about you and what you give to other people and what you give to your craft is really the legacy that how you're going to be remembered of the person you are who doesn't give advice. And I think that's how you have to look at things through life's eyes. It's what you give to people. And that is the important thing. What you give is what you get. You don't have to be a craftsman of whatever you do, but you just have to remain true to yourself and be nice to other people and take the time to ask people how they're doing. How's their family? How's their day? And apparently that's, that's who tags was because you saw the outpouring from the fan yeah. fantasy footballers. And it was, it, it, it was everywhere. And it was, you know, it was fucking sad because yeah. it made me put out the tweet on Saturday night. I was sitting here and the wife was um, at her mom's house with Ollie. And I'm like, you know what? Like being a dad, like you put a lot of things into perspective and you just gotta, you know, you cherish the time that you have with people. I don't know the guy. I don't know tags, but I listened to him on my daily commute. He helped me win some championships, helped me lose some championships, but it's just sad when, you know, you hear such great things about people and they're taken away. Enjoy your, the moments you have, enjoy your families enjoy everything, but just remember your legacy isn't what you, isn't what you give. It's who you are. It's who you are to people around you, to your friends, to strangers. You don't have to be the best of what you do. You just have to be the best person you can be. That is my final thoughts. We're drunk on broad. Don Juan, the magician, me, the, the angry fucking gnome. 
We are out. <laughs> Nick and Oscar will join us maybe in like 2028. Adam, <laughs> thank you for watching as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Thanks for all your support. Jason, always tuning in, always supporting the show. We appreciate you guys so much. We will see you next Tuesday. And please do not forget, set the calendars for October 7th, Drunk on, on, ice. Or Drunk on Ice with Jason Voorhees and your man, Don Juan. Diggity Don Juan. We're out. Peace, Philly. Peace.